Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Focus on the value, not the price. Anytime that you're going to be investing in real estate, have a margin of safety and focus on the intrinsic value of the underlying asset, not the price. Best ever listeners, where are you going to be on February 22nd and 23rd? I am visualizing that you're going to be in Denver, Colorado, because that's where the best ever conference is and that's when it is. February 22nd, 23rd, go to besteverconference.com and even put in take five so you get 5% off your ticket. So that is T-A-K-E and the number five whenever you purchase your ticket. And buy now because ticket prices go up weekly. So go to besteverconference.com. You can read all about the conference, the agenda, the speakers. We've got an incredible speaker list focused on commercial real estate. So that includes five plus units if you're in multifamily. And you're going to get a lot of value from this conference. Go to besteverconference.com. It's the third time we've done it. It improves every year and we have raving reviews. I'm not just saying it. Ask people who have attended every year. Besteverconference.com. Enter Take5, T-A-K-E-5 when you purchase your ticket and get an extra 5% off. Ticket price is going up weekly, so get it today. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today, Angelo Christian. How you doing, Angelo? Hey, I'm doing awesome. Fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very grateful. Yeah, my pleasure. Looking forward to our conversation a little bit about Angelo. He is the CEO of Christian Financial. He's got 15 years of experience in the real estate industry. He went from living in his car to being a self-made millionaire, and he's based in Houston, Texas, and Christian Financial does multiple things one of them being asset management, other mortgage banking, and also investment management. So with that being said, Angelo, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Yeah. Like you said, I mean, I started off literally when I was 17 years old. I was morbidly obese, had a heart attack, and nearly died. I grew up in a very poor family, broken spiritually, financially, mentally, and had nothing. And I always had a big dream in the back of my mind that I could do something with my life. And we literally hit rock bottom. Like you said, my car got repossessed and we were actually living in our car prior to that. And I was walking, I was had to take care of my mother and my four brothers and my sister and living in hotels, rent hotels and working three jobs. Really hit rock bottom, man. How long ago was that? That was when I was 17. So that was 18 years ago. 
and life was horrible, man. I literally had nothing. I dropped out of school when I was in the sixth grade and I hated to read. I hated to study. I hated to exercise, hated to work, blamed everyone, hated my life. And I had a heart attack when I was 17 years old and almost died because of my obesity. So I basically hit rock bottom. I had no other choices, no other alternatives. And when I was walking home one night, one of my favorite movies, the really the thing that really was the catalyst to help to spur the change, obviously my rock bottom, I had no choice. But then the movie Rocky was one of my favorite movies growing up. And the song that came on was Robert Tepper's No Easy Way Out. It's my favorite song of all time. And then I had my little walk when it was playing that night. It came on. And anyway, I was walking home. It was midnight, getting off the work from the restaurant. And all of a sudden, like a bolt of lightning came out of nowhere. Just The adrenaline flew through my body, and it took over. And I started to run. And mind you, I weighed 400 pounds. And I'm running to the song. I'm having visions of me being successful and being an entrepreneur and being a multimillionaire and having a great life and this thin, lean, sexy athlete body and helping millions of people. So I start running to the music and I make it all the way back to the hotel. It's a seven mile hike. And from there on out, man, that was the impetus for me to change my life. I started exercising, changed my diet, went back to school, got my education in finance and accounting. And that was really the thing that helped blow me up, man, and change my life from there. And that was the beginning to building an eight figure business today. How much did the exercising and diet tie into your financial success? It's everything for me. For me, it's all about getting to a peak mental state every single day. And I am a firm believer that the mind and body are connected, Joe, and that you have to take care of your body if you want to have a healthy mind. If you're eating bad foods, you're not exercising, it can affect your decision making. If your insulin's always spiking and you're eating big fatty meals or big sugary meals, it can affect your state and then therefore affect your results. So I do 10 miles a day on the treadmill. I monitor my diet extremely carefully with carbohydrates and sugar and protein. So it's everything to me. What personal development people do you follow in order to help hone your personal development skills? The biggest person for me was Tony Robbins. I can tell by the way you're talking. (laughs) Tony Robbins was one of the biggest. I read Unlimited Power when I was 18 years old after I had the heart attack. And that book literally changed my life. That man right there, what he's done for me in my life and my family. I've been to all his main events and he's just a phenomenal inspiration to me. With your business, what are the different ways you make money? The mortgage banking, we're commercial and residential lender nationwide. So we originate the mortgages. We make loans to people that are trying to buy apartment complexes, refinance their business, single family homes, reverse mortgage all over the country. So that's the origination of the primary market. That's the main core business. The other core business is investment management. So I'm a professional investor. So I manage clients' assets with private and public equity. And that's the one thing I really admire about you is the passive income with the real estate investments. We have a few REITs that we invest in. And then the third business is Real Estate University. It's an online platform, a school that's accredited in the United States to teach young people how to become top producers, multi-million dollar producers in the real estate business. What niche of the real estate business do you teach them? Primarily mortgage banking. In fact, I just 
published a book called King of Real Estate, How to Instantly Make Millions. And I teach the students and people that are want to get into real estate, how to become a entrepreneur and successful with the real estate business. So that's one of the biggest issues that I see, Joe, with real estate is that there's a high turnover and very low income earned in a business where just a few small percentage are actually very successful. So with the book, that and it's free to everyone out there, they just have to pay for the shipping. But it basically breaks down, distills all of my experience in this book, how to become an entrepreneur and be successful with real estate. And the way that we do it is we teach someone, we bring them in brand new into the industry. They can be fresh out of school or someone that wants to learn about real estate entrepreneurship we teach them the business, how to become a top producer. We actually give them equity and stock in the bank. We teach them how to open up their own branch, their own location, the bank that they actually own, have stock in the bank. So we've done this for several hundred people that actually have their own locations all over the country, and they actually have an equity position in their branch, and they end up becoming multimillionaires. So that's the goal and the vision of King of Real Estate, the book that we just published, and a big core part of our revenue. So in that model, if someone does open up a bank, do you all have a minor or some sort of ownership in each of the banks that are opened up? That open up? Yeah, we're the primary. So I'll give you an example. One of our locations, we just opened up in Miami and Brickle. He was with me for seven years in the Houston office. We were teaching him how to become a branch manager, teaching him how to run a P&L center. He was a top producing loan officer. There's a gradual growth process here from apprentice to branch manager. We taught him the whole business, and then he decided he wanted to move to Miami. So we gave him 30% of the bank location in Miami. He runs that as a profit center that he literally owns the stock in. How do you open up a bank? (laughs) You have to have a lot of money. Basically, there's many different types of banks. There's FDIC depositories. There's mortgage banks. We are in the mortgage banking sector. So the first thing is you have to have usually a net worth of about $10 million or greater to open up a mortgage bank. You have to have good credit and you also have to secure funding lines through investors, either investment banks or through Wall Street hedge funds. And those funding lines can be anywhere from 200 million to a billion dollars that you need to fund your loans on a warehouse line. So it takes many years to be able to do this unless you have the sufficient capital. So the idea for us is that a lot of entrepreneurs, they get discouraged because they don't have the money or the ability or the resources to be able to do it. So with our model, what we've done is given to somebody that's extremely hungry, ambitious, that wants to grow and contribute the opportunity here to actually own their own bank and have equity in it. For someone that's hardworking, that's diligent, that doesn't have to front load all the capital and all the resources, we provide all the resources, the marketing, human resources, HR, legal, compliance, all to our branch managers. With the three revenue streams that you mentioned, one is commercial and residential lender, two is investment management, and three is real estate university, which a subset of that is helping others open up mortgage banks which then you have ownership in, which one earns you the most profit? Without a doubt, the mortgage bank, without a doubt right now. It's our longest running revenue stream. So we've been in that for over the 15 years. So mortgage banking, basically bringing in people, teaching them how to become branch owners, and then grooming them for entrepreneurship. That's our main core holding. 
So all these different branch locations that we have, they have their own teams there. They have their own process and their own fulfillment, their own underwriting. So each one produces a seven-figure opportunity. And what would be the reason why someone would want to start a mortgage bank versus fix and flip homes? Here's the thing, Joe. Credit's a trillion-dollar industry. Everyone always wants credit. If you're people that need funding for apartment complexes or someone needs to refinance their business to take out cash or a cash-strapped family wants to refinance to pay off debt or a veteran wants to buy a home or a millennial wants to buy a house, everyone's always going to need money to buy a house or something with real estate and collateralized. It has massive profit margins. It's doubly beneficial to the economy. You're helping people. And it's a sustainable business model. Regardless of what's going on in the economy, people are going to refinance or purchase a home. So it's something that's built to last, that's enduring. Whereas fix and flip is a very good business, but it's not a scalable. Some of these branch managers have a 10-figure mortgage branch. It's a massive scalable industry that has gigantic profit margins, and it can be anywhere from up to 60%. You have no cost. There's no heavy cost up front for capital. The biggest cost on the P&L for a mortgage banking entity is just the commissions uh-huh. right, that you pay to your loan officers. There's no $10 million property plant equipment. There's nothing like that. Or building out a restaurant or a casino. Right. So most of these don't have brick and mortar locations. No, they are brick and mortar, but the leasehold is you pay for your rent, but you can work out of a, they're usually not retail. It's usually an office setting and the rent can be fairly negotiated. It could be a good price on the rent. The rent on our average buildings, they go for $12 a foot. So the rent's very nominal. With the up to 60% profit margins, what would be a product that would have a 60% profit margin? A reverse mortgage, a government loans like FHA, VA, USDA, government-backed loans, some of the commercial products, we bank those loans. Mm -hmm. Educate me a little bit. Why do FHA and VA government-backed loans like that have such a high profit margin to you? That's a great question. The thing is that they're insured and backed by the federal government. So with that, the lender that makes the loan, they have less risk in the event of default that they're going to be indemnified. So let's say that we make an FHA loan and the borrower goes into default. FHA will pay us off and indemnify us in the event of that default. So we have less risk. So it makes it more valuable in the marketplace when we go to securitize that mortgage on Wall Street with whoever our investor is. Versus a conventional loan, the only person that's backing or entity that's backing that conventional loan is if it has PMI, private mortgage insurance, is the PMI company and the guarantee and the reps and warrants are, have less credit worthy, less strength. So the yield on those mortgages is about half of a government loan. So the government loan makes it more enticing to make that mortgage. So that's why the investors bid up the yield on that type of product. And what's the... Uh product that has the slimmest profit margin? The jumbo mortgage. So a large mortgage, like a jumbo loan. Mm -hmm. Those have the slimmest yield. We offer them, but that's not really our bread and butter customer. (laughs) Of course it's not. Why would, why would it be? (laughs) Some some banks specialize in those. We don't have really a huge app. And why do those have the slimmest? Because usually the people that are able to get a jumbo mortgage, they'll go directly to their bank to get the loan. And they're not really looking out to the marketplace to get a loan because a jumbo mortgage, those are people that are buying 
$1 million to $10 million mortgages, and they'll normally pay cash or put a huge down payment, and they're extremely aware and acute to fees and interest rates. And they're normally going to go to their bank to get the loan. They don't need a third party or another type of lender work with. So if they do decide to talk to another lender, there's normally a bidding war, rate war, fee war to compete for the business. It's extremely competitive. So when that happens, obviously that erodes any type of margin, there's margin compression, and then the profit's going to go down. When someone starts up a mortgage bank, what are some ways that you have found to be effective in getting new clients and customers? Well, that's one of the things that we help with. So we've built a pretty good social media following, and that's really the main focus with our branch locations is pound, pound, pound branding and social media. You got to get attention. You got to get the eyeballs on you using Facebook, using Instagram, using YouTube, using branding, becoming a local celebrity, dominating your market, become the premier, the eminent provider of real estate in your area. Going out to the realtor office, going to the builders, doing a podcast, starting a show. You have to become the voice, the local presence, the domination. That's why I'm so big about dominating. Don't even focus on competing. Dominate your local market, and you want to become the king of what you do. And when you look back on your career over the last, we'll call it three years, three to five years, what have been some challenges with growing your business over the last three to five years? So the biggest thing I would say is bringing in the right people. To scale this business or any great company, you have to have attract like-minded, passionate people that are going to be in it for the long term. So bringing in the right people I would tell anyone that's looking to build a company or that's growing a company is you have to attract the right people to your organization that are passionate, die hard, have founder spirit. It's so important that they have that spirit that they're going to be willing to do whatever it takes and embody our core values. With my company, you make sure that everybody is embodying the core values every single day when they operate. So I would say that's a huge thing. The other thing that I think is really important is the training. You have to train your people constantly. We do trainings every single day, virtual trainings, live trainings. I can't stress that enough. In real Estate University, if you check out that platform, you could do it from your phone, your computer, your tablet. The state-of-the-art technology and how to teach people with video learning back with testing with a diploma to learn how to become a top producer. So I would say the biggest thing is attracting the right people and then product offering. You have to have irresistible products to offer to your customers. Irresistible products and then getting the message right and then the training. Those are the three biggest challenges for us. When it comes to attracting the right people, let's say you've attracted a bunch of people to apply for a position. What are some ways that you qualify them during the interview process? Yeah, great, great question, Joe. So one of the things that we do we look for is we always ask whenever during the interview process, we have a four-step process whenever we hire somebody. So the first time when someone comes in and say it's a group orientation, it's a meet and greet, they tell us their story, their goals, and then we meet with them. Then we have them do a shadowing at the office. And we, after they're done with their shadowing, we get a group consensus of what the team thinks of these people. Is it a yay or nay? So from there, we distill down to the second interview. If we think that they're good, then they'll come back and then they'll do a focused one-on-one -on -one shadowing with 
the branch manager or the sales force or the processing, whatever department that we're looking for, we're really one to kind of almost like see their level of dedication. How many times can they come back? We ask open-ended questions to them. We want to see how they respond to those open-ended questions. We want to watch their behavior, their mannerisms, how hungry. We call them PSDs, and PSD stands for poor, smart, with a deep desire for success, for wealth. P-O-O-R? Yeah, poor, poor. You want them to be poor when they come to your company? Yeah, when I say poor, what I'm referring to is that they had some level of adversity or challenge. For example, we find that people that had to pay for their own education, they had to work two jobs to make ends meet. Mm. I've had several people that come in, daddy paid for everything. He pays for my bills. I don't pay for my college. What are you going to do for me? People that have high levels of narcissism, they typically don't work out with us. So we're looking for people that took care of themselves. They're very responsible. They take extreme ownership. So I'm not saying poor like living on the street. I'm saying that they've had some type of adversity in their life. They served in the military. They played a professional sport. They took on three jobs to pay for school. So something happened in their life where they had to take extreme responsibility and take ownership for their life. Those are the people that do very well for us. They're very smart people. They don't have to have a 4.0 GPA, but they're smart people. And they have a huge desire for their life. They're hungry for life. So right. that's P. What were the other two letters in the acronym? Smart, S, smart. Uh-huh. Yep. And then D, deep desire. Got it. Okay. Thanks for elaborating on that. I love the qualifying someone based on having some adversity and challenge and how they've overcome it. And yeah. Then- and then how we finish that up is they do the personality test. There's a dark triad test, Myers-Briggs test, the big five. They do the psychological test. But really how they interact, their behavior, the open-ended questions. And then from there, we all have to agree to hire that person. I can't supersede anybody. All the team has to agree to bring this person in. Hmm. And if all the team gives a thumbs up, then we bring the person in. So that's our process. Taking a step back, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? I would say if you're going to invest in real estate, you need to have a margin of safety. I would say focus on the value, not the price. Anytime that you're going to be investing in real estate, have a margin of safety and focus on the intrinsic value of the underlying asset, not the price. Mm. And make sure you have a margin of safety in there. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes, sir. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Best ever listeners, best ever conference. That's where you want to be. February 22nd and 23rd in Denver, Colorado. Put in the code TAKE5, T-A-K-E, and the number 5 to get an extra 5% off. Ticket prices go up weekly, so buy it today, besteverconference.com. You can read all about the conference at the website, all about the speakers. You can read about them and what you will experience when you're there, besteverconference.com. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin' Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at www.dwellyn.com forward slash show. That's dwellynn.com forward slash show. Best ever book you've recently read? For me, I read about four or five books a month. The last one I read was Dream Big best ever deal you've done it was a 32 million dollar apartment complex why was that the best ever 
Right now, it's giving us about a 16% return, so I like it. And we got it for about 20% off. It was a foreclosure. What's a mistake you've made in real estate? Paying too much. Best ever way you like to give back? Through Angelo Christian Foundation. No Child Left Behind is our foundation. We raised about $290,000 last year on that. And also Susan G. Komen, the Cancer Foundation, and the Wounded Warrior Project to help disabled veterans. And how can the best ever listeners learn more about what you've got going on with your yes, company? Absolutely. Check out officialangelochristian.com and please join my podcast. We have a real estate uh, insider, but if you go to officialangelochristian.com. Got it. I will make sure that's included in the show notes. Angelo, really enjoyed our conversation. Your story and the personal development focus certainly shines through and so does the Tony Robbins influence. When you said you like to get into peak mental state every day, I was like, eh, Tony Robbins, but I'll ask the question anyway. And sure enough, we both have a strong affinity towards him and what he teaches. The mortgage bank approach and the business model and essentially franchising that, right? That's kind of what you're doing. That's really interesting. I don't think I've come across it after 15, 1600 interviews. Maybe I have, but you position it differently. So it seems new to me. It seems really interesting. I'm very grateful. I've wanted to be in your presence for a while. And like I said, I'm a firm believer in your message to your followers. And if any of this can add value to your followers, please, let's get it out there. Cool. Well, enjoyed our conversation. Looking forward to staying in touch. Hope you have the best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Take care. Thank you so much. We're very grateful. God bless. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at www.dwellyn.com forward slash show. That's dwellyn.com forward slash show.